0: listening to us front porch podcast talking about things and stuff when do i get paid hey everybody Phil here from the front porch podcast and last week we had the opportunity to sit down and shoot the shit with sabers announcer Brian Duff uh, we're going to break right into our chat. He's talking about his time working with the Amworks. Hope you guys enjoy. Um,
1: it, it's really beneficial for me, you know, to be there as often as I can. Obviously, it was a big challenge this past year. Um, but uh, but it, it's it's made extra special sometimes when, uh, when Don Stevens, the legendary voice of the team, needs a color commentator. Normally, Rick Sealing is there for almost every game. But uh, every now and again, I get to slide into the chair and, uh, you know, Offer up whatever I whatever it is that I'm offering on that particular night, but it's it's usually a lot of fun.
0: So. As someone who's from Rochester, I went to Emmerich's games all the time, and uh, Don Stevens is
1: a well. So my thing with Rochester is um, like Sabres fan since day one for me, and growing up in Southern Ontario. Um. You know, as a kid and obviously way, way, way before Internet access, um, you were just at the mercy of your local newspapers and or hockey publications. Um, things like the Hockey Digest, the Hockey News um, were a couple of things that I would have delivered to the house. And those were the only ways I could, you know, read about Rochester, even if it was just a score or a scoring summary like a box score. Like for me, like all these opportunities I've had to do stuff with the Amherst since I've been here the last decade has been heightened by the fact that Jody Gage was the name that was out there when I was a kid. And Jody, of course, still has a prominent role with the team. And he's the most nicest guy. He's super thankful every time I come down there to do anything to help on the charity side. And it's just, it's crazy because for me, like I just, I was just, Obviously, as a kid living in Southern Ontario, didn't have access to, n- no opportunity to get that. So Rochester was almost this mythical place in the sense of where are these sabers coming from, right? Like, who, yeah, how, where is this? And, you know, why can't I ever see them on TV and whatever? So it was just reading about them that I, that I loved so much. And obviously, best hockey jersey in the sport thank you yeah yeah you, you have no
2: idea how happy you're making phil right now you're validating <laughs> phil so much i've never
1: heard rochester <laughs> called a mythical place rochester. You should have <laughs> only, sus- only you for sus- a kid from whitby ontario so
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so growing up in whitby mm-hmm.
2: that's what like 30 miles away from toronto
1: what yeah pretty close it's, it was about uh yeah that's a pretty good assessment i mean it was I would say pretty close to a two-hour drive door-to-door door from where I live to the auditorium in Buffalo. Um, okay. And I didn't, unfortunately, get there nearly as often as I would have liked as a kid, but uh, did get there a few times, certainly. And uh, so just grow- commenting the other day how disappointing <laughs> it is to see that there's still a hole in the ground where the odd once yeah, was. So yeah, that absolutely. would be nice to be talking about that getting filled in sometime soon. So
2: So growing up so close to Toronto... Sabres fan that had
1: a lot of feathers, I'm sure. Well, maybe if Leaf fans were less arrogant, it would have bothered them, right? But, like, (laughs) here's the thing so my mom, diehard Sabre fan from day one, which is how I got the bug. Now, she was previously a Leafs fan, but after 67, the teardown of that kind of, you know, dynasty era, if you will, yeah. um, for, for the Leafs, um, happened, and she wasn't thrilled with it. And Punch Lack, of course, was the architect of that, and then went to Buffalo. So she kind of followed Punch, and obviously, the fanfare surrounding Perot just made it natural. And then, you know, over time, I mean, all of them, Tim Horton, Jim Schoenfeld, and really very much so Danny Gare, uh, became just, you know, absolute favorites for her. So, um So I grew up in a house where mom and I were Sabre fans and my dad and my sister were Montreal fans. So not a single Leaf fan in the house. And then in 2001, I joined Leafs TV and it was probably the most uncomfortable moment in my career, so.
0: Oh, that
2: definitely (laughs) (laughs)
1: happened. It was the only time my mother was not full on, congratulations way to go son yeah so uh, I but look like, it eventually led to this and yeah, that was my, that was the best phone call i ever got to make was hey mom guess where i'm working now so it'd be so it was, good oh my That'd god so it's unbelievable good. i mean you can't you can never repay your parents uh, that's what i say for the, mostly the little things that they you know provide you with oh, yeah. um in the term of in the form of guidance and just comfort housing you know i mean honestly like it's just Um, So, yeah, that was a pretty awesome call to make to her, so. Uh,
0: Talking with Sabres uh, announcer Brian Duff, and other than Buffalo and Toronto, have you ever, have you worked in other NHL markets? Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I think Tyler Ennis and I are the only ones that have ever been in Medicine Hat, Alberta, Edmonton, and Buffalo. Uh, actually, we actually Ennis ended up in Ottawa, so add a fourth to that. So so yeah, Tyler and I have a, have a great, uh, we always had a great relationship when he was here with the Sabres. And um, so I went to college in Calgary, first job was in Medicine Hat, uh, radio and television news, mostly news reporter, got a little bit of sports uh, on the side, did some color for the junior team, the Medicine Hat Tigers, which Tyler would eventually play for. And then caught a huge break because my boss in Medicine Hat had worked for a guy in Edmonton who was looking for a new host of Oilers broadcasts on the radio side. So uh, I went up to that interview, five-hour drive from Medicine Hat to Edmonton. I was nervous beyond belief. I just pooched the interview like it was so bad. But the guy knew that I was just incredibly nervous. And he said, don't worry about it. Just you know, go back to Medicine Hat, air check your newscast tomorrow morning send it my way I think he'd already made up his mind I didn't know that and so Edmonton was kind of the first big break did that for a year um and then you know Phil, I won't bore you with the politics of radio and the decisions that get made, and uh, you know. Um, but I'm, I'm, well, I'm well aware. Su- suffice to say, the station I was with got out of the sports business, so they sold the rights to the Oilers <laughs> games, which you know. So I only got one year in there. Um, I did a second year uh, in Edmonton, but then uh, eventually moved to Toronto. Was just working part time at the fan, um, and then a new television station came online in in 1997 called Headline Sports which became the score. Um, And so a ton of us, a ton of us, like Elliot Friedman from Hockey in Canada. Honestly, I could go through, there's literally about 12 of us that had kind of been working in and around the fan and then went to Headline Sports and then went on and on um, different places after that. So it was a really neat group of guys that I think, I don't know, radio is so awesome because you just feel so connected to everybody you work with. But that was really special um, because we were like the late night, guys, you know, we, we'd come into the station that, you know, and it was summertime, too. So you're essentially filling in for a million people on the station. And we were on from like, you know, 7pm till 2am. And I mean, we always just we always hung out together, right? Uh, like some of us, you know, the games would end around one, you get your last sports cast in, you run across the street to Oh, it was one of the firkin pubs. And now I'm going to blank on what it was, what it was called. It was right downtown Toronto. Anyway, you'd run over there, have a beer before last call. And then we'd have some of us have to come back because we had to construct this monstrosity of a morning sports report for the morning show when it came in. So like it was all the highlights of all the sports, you know, like you're laying it out for them. So, but we just had this, it, it was so great. It was just incredible camaraderie. So, Anyway, went from Headline Sports to uh, Ottawa. They launched a radio station there, which was, uh, you know, OSR 1200 partnership with the uh, Senators. So I was back doing, uh, you know, hockey. That's where I actually started doing not only pre and post there, but I had the opportunity to do a lot of color uh, on the radio side for NHL games, which was super fun. And then the Leafs TV thing came up and then uh, NHL Network. When it launched in the U.S., it had been on the air for six years in Canada, but it had not been on in the U.S. So I went to that when it launched in the U.S. It was still run out of Toronto, um, but then – and then from NHL Network to here. So, so yeah, um, close ties with teams like Edmonton, Toronto, Ottawa, and then the whole gamut with NHL and then here. So.
2: Damn, you've been all over, man. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, a lot yeah. of moves.
1: A <laughs> lot of moves.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, you made your way to your favorite team, which is awesome yeah, yeah that 's amazing right? yeah that 's yeah. got to be a dream job
1: I mean, well, oh it is it it one hundred percent is i just I, I kind of feel like a little guilty because we haven 't had a playoff game since i 've been here so
2: that's okay that 's okay. <laughs> me and my one buddy matt we all we always tell each other since we 've met we 've never been to the playoffs so mm-hmm.
1: it's that's the thing I get in those moments where I want to blame myself, and then I look around and <laughs> I can point the you fingers are, elsewhere. You are in yeah. the perfect city to, <laughs> oh, to go man. through a
2: playoff drought with mm. the people of the city. I oh, I know. I don't even know what other right. way to say that. I mean, we traded off. The Bills are doing good. And now the Sabres are rebuilding.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, we'll get there, though. We'll get there. I, yeah. We'll get there. I there believe.
3: Was, there was nothing like the buzz of, like, when we were in the playoffs, you know, though, yeah. like, it just, the city just gets electric, you know. The last
2: one was, what, eleven.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I so I was leaving NHL Network that night after my shift ended around ten, which was actually pretty early. And I was driving home, and Ennis scored in overtime um, to put them up three games to two. So that was pretty exciting. And then <laughs> then I was actually in Buffalo, probably the next night, calling a Bandits game. Oh, nice. It was Easter weekend, and then the I was disappointed that I couldn't stay because, of course, Game 6 was happening on the Sunday, and they went up 3-1, and Billy Lano ultimately completed the comeback in overtime, and then they lost Game 7. They were decimated in it with injuries by that point. Yeah, um, that's yeah. been a familiar refrain, but I think
2: yeah. it was
1: really, I mean, it was blowing the lead in in, in Game 6 that was the absolute killer, so... Right, but, uh, but yeah, they honestly like it, it's funny how often. Um, well, obviously, the last decade has kind of kind of forced us to look a little further back. Obviously, but um, I, I really do like to your point. Uh, really cherish just what it was like to be in the building for so many playoff games. I I, I got to a lot of them in two thousand and six. Including, oh, you know, oh, take, was taking amazing. to my mom a couple. Uh, we were we were at Game Two in in Ottawa, the night Connolly's career was forever altered. And oh, he um, would And I think I still think it was the best performance I've seen Ryan Miller turn in, especially in person. Um, you know, after the craziness of seven six in the opener, uh, yeah. Miller Miller preserved a two one win on the road. And it was just like wow, uh, it was it was so impressive. And then then I was I I was able to get to Game Six, of the Carolina series, with my mom. So um, so that was pretty crazy because I mean she still talks about it to this day, like it was yesterday. You know, like it was just it was we were you know lucky enough to get tickets down in the hundred level down at the end where Briere got the overtime goal. Like it was just it was amazing. Oh, I just you know? remember. So I mean, those are those are just. You know, you never realize it. Obviously, that's the beauty of sports is you never know what you're going to see. But when when you get a chance to, to, you know, to cherish it um, with really important people, um, it truly stays with you forever, right? So Mm -hmm. you just, uh, but mom's pushing 80 and I would really like her to see some more playoff games. So Hopefully we can get there
0: if we can. uh... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. we, we got a number one pick.
1: Yeah, we got, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Everybody keeps saying, oh, and well, oh. And honestly, like, isn't that amazing that in this world we live in, because of all the circumstances this year, that we literally just got a free showcase yeah. of the potential number one guy? I Basically. mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean, if it's not him, it's not him. But the fact that at 18 – he was playing those kind of minutes mm-hmm. in those kind yeah. of games and 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 people in North America can say whatever they want about the world championships because it truly doesn't mean as much um, clearly to the fan base over here, but for the players that are in it
0: oh yeah. oh yeah like, it, it's it's
1: yeah. pretty insane as far as you know again it's it 's tempered because it 's not the real crazy live European environment they're used to at the worlds, but it was a pretty special performance by that kid so um I just think it sets himself up way better than just, you know, let's say just the one season at Michigan, you know, like that's, it's pretty amazing.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I was watching some highlights. He's just a big defenseman. I think that's just what we need. Big defenseman just playing that point. You know, it'd be a great compliment to any of the guys that we got now. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what the organization does. You know, they they know better than they know a hell of a lot better than I do. So.
1: (laughs) It'll be interesting just based on the number of picks they have, but also more importantly, everything, you know, that is the potential for trades, the expansion draft, the number of restricted free agents they have, what do they do with the goaltending? Like the GM has said it, like every area (laughs) needs to be addressed. And now that you've had the good fortune of winning the lottery, it just gives you a little bit more leverage if you want to do something really bold because if you have a partner that desperately wants Mm -hmm. what you have and you're the only one that has it then it gives you a little bit i don't know how much but it's you're the only one that's got it that's all i know so yeah
2: yeah yeah absolutely that's a fair statement
3: it's a good place to be in then at least i mean i i think it's exciting you know just, just the potential that we have here uh, mm-hmm. laid out in front of us. It gives Sabres so, fans something. It does, yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's what yeah. we've been looking for. So,
2: and we just had one, had one recently with Dahlen. Dahlen's growing.
1: Yeah, he'll be no. fine.
2: Yeah, he'll be fine. I love Rasmus
0: Dahlen. Don't yeah. pay attention to Sabres Twitter.
1: No, 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 Sabres Twitter is toxic. I don't tweet a lot. You might have noticed that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> probably very smart <laughs> from what I've
0: seen on Sabres Twitter.
1: They're not the uh,
0: nicest people out
1: there. Yeah, and I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't fault them. You know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But That is true. Fair point so, here. Uh, Twitter's just kind of a cesspool to begin with. I mean, correct. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't, but it's always existed in some form. Correct. You know, like when talk radio first started.
0: That was basically it, the social like, media yeah, of, right. yeah. of, the of the day. But that's yeah. how it
1: was. I mean, look you weren't seeing their face you only knew it was mike from cheek Tawaga. Mm-hmm. yeah you know like
2: right. so it's yeah. no
1: different than a screen name that's true though yeah. um you know these com- people that would come on on talk radio with all this bluster well highly unlikely people are going to track them down and really you know
0: pay attention to them
1: right exactly so th- this is the kind of stuff is all I-, I mean in the i would say in the I can't say the earliest form because it wasn't quite around for that in journalism, but I would say, you know, letters to the editor in the newspapers. I mean, that's that's people venting at like, and they feel like they've got no outlet. Yep. And if they were lucky enough to have their letter published, right? Like, and again, (laughs) though, but I mean, it's like, what? It's like Bob M from Dunkirk. Right? Like I mean it wasn't it was it wasn't like they were spelling it out and and telling you exactly who this person was. So hiding behind a telewriter
0: instead of a put kid. it this
1: way, complaining right. and yeah. or sharing excessive opinions has always been our nature as had, as as a species. So, I had somebody oh, yeah.
2: complain about me in the West Seneca Bee once.
1: Wait, what?
2: In the West Seneca Bee. <laughs> it's so funny that you bring that up. I used to just make a fire in my parents' backyard when I was a teenager. Yeah. I'd be out there till like 3 o'clock in the morning playing my guitar and singing. Uh, and I think it was my
1: neighbors. Okay, so what did they not like? The fire, the singing, or the guitar? I think it, I think it was just the, all of them. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the, I think
2: it was all of them. That's it was amazing, like, gosh. shut this kid up. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Why are you letting your kid play with fire at 3 in the morning? Uh, playing Nirvana cool. till 4 in the morning. Mm-hmm.
3: Just, uh, Imagining them like sitting down to pen that at 3 in the morning. like Oh, God, yeah. Here. Absolutely,
1: dear yeah. Seneca
2: beast. <laughs> that kid won't shut up again. <laughs> uh,
1: See, that's where that's where it gets really great. If you take your music talents, you become this legendary musician, and then somehow this angry letter against you ends up in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland because they like collect. That'd like be great. somehow they get their hands on everything, right? And you're like when you go there you're just blown away but like how did they how how did they get no. this oh. <laughs> yeah. like
0: lyrics written on napkins that well, were that's in, the best that's the best yeah. example yeah oh yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah wow
2: a lot of Jimi hendrix's stuff was penned that way when i went there i saw that oh. was
1: like, that's incredible oh did
2: you see the hendrix
1: exhibit yeah
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you, his old board that he ran through and everything you stand there and you're like jimmy sang and played guitar through this board it's
1: crazy. I, 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 my regret is not getting there uh, often enough, obviously. And when I went and saw, and this is a long time ago, a Hendrix exhibit, again, because I wanted to see so much else, I didn't spend all of the time on the Hendrix exhibit. But to, to the point that we're kind of making here, the stuff that they had from Jimmy, which clearly was kept by his family, yep. childhood artwork. Yep. Like, wow. like, like, you know, from all the grade school years. And Jimmy was a big sports fan. He would often like draw football players and, you know, stuff like that, like action shots, right? Like his idea of sports and what it looked like. And it was just, it was so impressive, you know, that, oh, this, yeah, that, that, this, that all somehow, some way all this stuff comes back. And, and I guess it, it validates those of us that like to not throw stuff out.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like With with everything I write, I do that. Like I keep all my old handwritten lyrics and stuff like that. I got notebooks and stuff, but I got like sheets of paper that I have lyrics on and stuff and stuff that I've done.
1: That's been, honestly, that's been the biggest problem of moving as many times as I have in my life because eventually you just, some moves, you're just not in the right place to keep stuff anymore. Yep. And you just, you know, I'm still mad. I got rid of a pair of cowboy boots from my first year in Calgary. When I moved there to go to college, they were great and oh, man. Uh, they probably wouldn't fit, but damn it. Anyway, I wish I'd kept them.
0: So. Yeah, that leads me to Cal- a Cal- question about Calgary.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it
0: like the Texas of Canada then?
1: Yeah. Well, the, the province, absolute province of Alberta is absolutely the Texas of Canada. Um, and there are a million things I could identify that would make that direct correlation. Uh, the, the biggest common denominator is the beef industry, you know, like the cattle yeah. industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So most, you know, Alberta beef is, is the big thing. But it's also uh, Calgary itself as a city is very, very, very similar to Denver. Um, you know, it's just obviously you've got the presence of the mountains, that same Rocky Mountain range. Um, yeah. And, and it's just, you know, it's got a lot, of, um, a lot of big office towers related to the oil and gas business, you know. Um, unfortunately, Calgary's had a, had a real tough go. They were growing so rapidly. And then, you know, I, I think because of the oil business, it uh, took a bit of a hit it really stalled an awful lot of projects. So the last time I was out in Calgary, it was kind of disappointing to see and hear from the locals that, you know, you're looking at these amazing office towers and they're like at like 25% occupancy and you're just like, oh, oh, so yeah, it's tough. But Calgary has always been a boomer bust city as goes the oil business. But my hope is that they would be evolving from not just the oil business, but natural gas and whatever, you know, progressive means we're going to provide for energy, um, you know, that they would be able to latch onto that, but it's a spectacular city. It really is. I, I couldn't have picked a better place to go to college. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot like Denver for sure.
2: Oh, interesting. Never been to either yeah. Denver or Calgary. I've never been out West. I got to get out there. When you got to get out there. Yeah. Definitely and if you're going,
1: to. if you're, if you're going through the U I mean, Denver's, Denver's like the perfect kind of launching pad to just, you know, then going further West, honestly, it's, it's, it's beautiful and obviously you guys would probably want to stop at Red Rocks for a concert at some point so oh absolutely
0: absolutely, and that that leads me perfectly into uh, I want to talk a little bit about music yeah Yeah, I used to see when Alt Buffalo was doing Kerfuffle Mm -hmm. I would always see you hanging out so obviously you're a big music fan thank
1: you thank you thank you thank you to you and your colleagues honestly Uh, I was just recounting one of these stories last night Um, you know This, I don't know, can you see the posters above my, on the screen there? So the, the third one in right there Mm -hmm. um, has the girl on the skateboard. It's a Gaslight Anthem poster. Oh, nice. It was, uh, so the year that they were at Kerfuffle, um, I would say that, uh, that poster was from just like a little bit earlier on in the tour, but. I was uh, working for the Alex Rice Peace Park Foundation as we built the skate park in Alex's honor in Amherst, uh, ultimately. And Alex, of course, was killed by a drunk driver in 2011. So when I knew that, you know, I had the connection with you guys at Alt Buffalo and we were gonna, you know, have a little booth set up there at Kerfuffle to raise awareness and hopefully some money through some raffles we were doing, I went ahead and I ordered that poster from Gaslight and their website, and I I got it framed, and then when they were there, you know, through probably Bentley at the time, um, was able to get the guys to sign it, and it was really cool. Um, Benny Horowitz, the drummer, was super interested in knowing the story behind it, and was, you know, as we all were very shocked and saddened to hear of Alex's story. And he took a great interest in it and told me, you know, just about how much he skated as a kid. And so what was really rewarding in that it wasn't lip service clearly um, was as time went on and we would tweet from the Alex Rice Peace Park Foundation account, you know, getting closer to the opening of the park and whatever, like the day we had our grand opening, Benny was one of the first to respond on Twitter. And then a couple of years after that, I ran into him in a really, really, really small Toronto club. Uh, I was seeing uh, Dave Hawes on a Sunday night. There couldn't have been like, there couldn't have been a hundred people at this show. And, but I knew Benny what might've been rolling through the area cause he'd been in Montreal the night before. And I think he was headed to Buffalo actually with his latest band. And anyway, I'm in, the, you know, I'm watching the show. I turn around, there's Benny and Jared Hart. And like, I took one look at Benny. And before I could even like put my hand out, he's like, how's the skate park? And I was like, that's unbelievable. Like that's it's amazing. unbelievable. Wow. That is amazing. That, that, yeah. and, uh, and so it's nice when, you know, bands that you fall in love with have a, a certain amount of character that you hope is what you're hearing and feeling and why you love the music and the lyrics so much. Um, and, and, and Benny's just a, just a real good dude. So. So yeah, that was, that was, I mean, those, honestly, those kerfuffle moments were pretty great. As you know, Phil, I, I, you know, was then given the opportunity a couple of times to go out on stage and introduce, once was Gaslight, and once at the Kerfuffle Before Christmas was one of my other favorites, Airborne Toxic event. So, oh, they're
0: one of my favorites too.
1: Yeah, and airborne that's honestly, theater. I mean, talk, talk about minimizing the impact of this whole thing we've gone through in the last year and a half, but <laughs> one of the really sad parts from a selfish music fan standpoint was, like Hollywood Park, this oh. Mikkel-driven Airborne album, is such a work of art Mm -hmm. and like they were so gung-ho and ready and 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 as were all artists that were you know releasing material at that time but that one was that that one was a sad one i was literally two weeks away from seeing one of their launch shows in new york city and yeah it was yeah and had had tickets for them here and whatever but they are in roch um September, October, I think might be the, the scheduled uh, that they, they haven't read. They haven't reconfigured so. the Buffalo portion yet for next year. I don't think, but they, think are, in they are in fall So which that, I think
0: uh, in the Armory writer anthology, one of those, one of those two. Yep. 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 Uh, and did you read the memoir that he put out as uh, with the book? So the here's album? the
1: thing. What I didn't tell you about going to college in Calgary was it was a two year program, not a four. So like a community college here. Right? Yeah. And that's because I really, really struggled at the end of high school to just get anything done. Right? So I was like, all my buddies are going off to university in Canada, four year programs. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. So long story short, I, I tend not to read as much as I should, because, quite honestly, and it's not that I don't want to. I'm fascinated by all the books and all the subject matter. But, like, I open a book and I fall asleep, which is actually really ironic because I don't sleep well at all. So maybe I should read more and it would help. There you go. But, but the problem is, not, my issue is not falling asleep, it's staying asleep. So I don't really want to keep waking up, read the book, fall asleep, you know, whatever. Anyway, to answer your question, yes, I read the memoir. It's unreal. It's like, so good. I, I honestly want to get the audio book because Mikkel voiced it himself. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be just another incredible way. Like, how, how, how would it ever be possible that any other artist has ever lived through a life like he has lived? Mm-hmm. Like, not even remotely close. And like, I've been a fan you, of when theirs When you grew for... up in a cult existence, and you're killing rabbits for your meals, like. Damn! I, I was a fan of that. Unbelievable! For a long time, time before this. Didn't know
0: that. I knew that he grew up in a cult, but I didn't know any information about it. He never released. Like he, he was like, I got to read this memoir. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was well, raised in a cult. My, my father, like took me out of the cult. Blah blah blah. But he never like expounded.
2: I remember you telling me about that. We were, we were listening. I just remember one night, Phil and I were, we stayed up like, till like three in the morning, and just watching nothing but music videos. We watched a ton of Airborne.
1: Yeah. That's
2: crazy. I mean, yeah. he was, he grew up it's, in a cult. Wow.
1: And even yeah. though, even though, you know, kind of knew how it ultimately was going to go. Cause you know enough about his life. Like there's still moments where he had to stop emotions are really, really running through and like all the credit to him. I mean, it took years oh, for him yeah. to put that together. And the band went on a hiatus because of, you know, him losing his father, who we ultimately became so close with. And it, it was just.
0: And it makes the songs that
1: much more powerful. Oh, after reading so the, great. Like, it's just and it's not easy to do that, you know, like. Um, but there are certain songs that just like the common touch for me is is one where it's just like. He describes and, and the thing is, so if you're listening and you don't know the story, it's just a good song with a great beat and, and it's catchy and whatever. But like when you really narrow it down to the moment that he had this connection when he was like 10 and his dad was 45 and it, it, it's it's mind blowing. Like because the the picture that he has painted through the memoir and through the lyrics. Mm-hmm.
0: They just type it's so, so crystal
1: clear. Yeah, it's it's impressive, and again, it just validates what we were saying about Gaslight and Benny and, and Brian Fallon, who obviously I adore. Are like, oh yeah, these these guys just. And look, it's almost every artist. Let's not kid ourselves. You don't you don't put out records unless you're immensely talented. I don't care what genre you're in, um, but the ability to to make it pop visually in your mind when it's just a song, uh, you know, it's pretty powerful.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of Gaslight, like, uh, that show at Kerfuffle was one of their last performances before they went on hiatus. It was, it was an amazing uh-huh. show.
1: I think it was, it was if of I recall early. correctly, it was their second last one in America. And then, they, believe they, me, I tried. They were over in uh, Glastonbury, I think. Uh, yeah. or Reading and Leeds, maybe, and no. uh, and so I contemplated going but I couldn't but the good news is then they came back for the 10th anniversary of the 59 sound yep and I managed How okay so I think there were 12 shows that they did in North America for that tour how many of those do you think I went to
2: 11 I want to say seven
1: Seven is the correct answer. <laughs> oh, oh wow. <laughs>
2: it's, 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 it's a gift. I'm sorry. Two, I'm sorry.
1: Two and I saw the, the, they kicked off the tour Memorial Day weekend in DC. I saw those two. And then I saw two in Toronto and then the last three at the, at the stone pony summer stage in Asbury park. So I was going
0: to say they had to have played a hometown show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: It was pretty cool. Have you
0: pretty listened cool. to Brian Fallon's new album?
1: Yeah. I honestly, it, it's, it's funny. Like, I don't know why this happens, but like you feel like you're obsessing over it, but maybe you're only obsessing over certain songs and then you tuck it away, right? Like you don't listen to it for a while. And lately, like whenever it comes up on, you know, Shuffle or whatever, the song Vincent is like, like it is deep and haunting and just this, like you're feeling this relationship that can't exist because of, you know, when good went really, really bad, um, yeah. you know, in a, another person's previous relationship. And it was just, it is so heavy. And I'm like, how did this not hit me before, you know, but I was just, I must've been focusing more on a few other songs, but uh, that one just stops me in my tracks now. So That
0: happens to me quite a bit where I list, I'll list, <laughs> listen to an album through and then I'll be like, Oh, this, like the song doesn't really, like the latest Manchester record I was like
2: oh yeah oh uh, yeah
0: then the first time I listened I was like oh this is okay and then the more I listened I was like this is really this is a- really good it's an amazing yeah. album their new album is incredible Because I think yeah I Brian's, Brian's
1: one of those guys that I had tickets to see for multiple shows coming up last summer you know yeah. and they all got postponed but I've also as you can tell from all the Gaslight uh, concerts I I have seen them my fair share <laughs> so I could probably take a step back and uh, <laughs> and focus elsewhere but um, no he's 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 it's funny he, he just I think I'm amazed and or just so impressed with with who he is right now in his life and yet how I can still love and visualize and enjoy and respect everything he did with Gaslight Anthem yeah, but He's kind of not the same guy in some respects, you know, because remarried, has a kid, like just like life has changed. And you know it, you know, by looking at you know about his mannerisms, like you just know how he talks when he's making conversation between songs. And yeah, like it's just it's a different guy, but but he's still he's still equally as interesting and obviously just as much as talented.
0: Do You think they're gonna reunite? Because I I mean I
1: no, got my fingers crossed. No. I, I so yeah, no, no. I don't I, think so either. Yeah, I don't think honestly I felt like um I felt like that was it when 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 they closed it at the at this Stone Pony um, I, I just I hate saying this and I you know I felt like from the nothing would ever compare on that tour to the first night in DC when they truly came back on stage together for the first time in however long it had been. And the joy, the smiles, the, you know, just playful jabs between band members was really, really clear. I didn't see it the same way by the time oh. even this small tour ended. Now again, is that me overreading the situation? Maybe, but it was just like, I don't know. I just felt like this, this might be real tough for them to to ever get it back together. And luckily, I mean, most of the guys have, you know, certainly found their way doing other things. It's not quite the same, but.
2: Um, I mean, I, I think you're on to the something there though. Honestly, I think you're onto something there though, because my last band that I was just in uh, a couple of years ago now, we played our farewell show in 2019 mm-hmm. and up until then we were playing around Buffalo, playing around Buffalo. And, and you're right, Brian, I, the, the the playful jabs, the joking on stage started going away and it started feeling more like a chore and more like a chore. Yeah. And when we when we played our last show, we played at Mohawk place downtown. We yeah. sold out. It was Ugh. great. It was a hell of a night. All of that. I mean, you were there, you guys were there. Yeah. All the joking around playfulness came back just for that one last night. So I think you're onto something there for sure. Once you start seeing that go away in, in a group and especially one that you love, Especially yeah. a band, a musician that means so much to you. Mm-hmm. And you start kind of seeing that. You can tell as a fan. Yeah. You can tell as a fan that something is changing or, or, or this is going to happen or this is not going to happen.
1: You Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, unintentionally we all become a little skeptical just because we've seen what music does to people over the years. Bands have come and gone and members have left regularly oh, yeah. and oh, repeatedly yeah. within the same band, you know. Like, so it happens. And... It's not surprising. I mean, the older you get in life, you understand. Like, it was oh, unfathomable yeah. when you're a kid. Like, how could this have happened? Why would this person leave the band? Well, you know, whatever. It's like, no, no. Like, it's it's pretty easy to see, actually. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. <laughs> right. Oh so, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. But
0: what else? Just... What of? Uh, what other uh, besides Gaslight, which obviously your favorite band? What uh, what else are you into?
1: Uh. Well my memory is not very good. So I'm staring at my phone and I'm scrolling through like my artists on, you know, I'm an Apple music guy. So I will say this. Um, Phineas. Phineas. That's sounds- Phine- like Billy Eilish's, Eilish's Eilish. brother. Yes. Yes. Like yes. I have so much respect for this guy. I think he is so talented. So and talented. If, if he's, but the thing is, I don't necessarily believe that he's ever gonna fully put himself out there where he becomes like on the same level as his sister like because his production talent is so immense that oh, he can yeah. literally do whatever he wants, but if he wants to ten years from now we'll be you know people will be talking about him like, did you see fini like because he can do whatever he wants he's just <laughs> he's he's remarkable um I would say that you know some bands that I haven't had the chance to see, but as we come out of COVID, some that I, I desperately want to see for the first time. Uh, did any of you guys watch the Netflix series Billions?
2: No. 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 No.
1: Okay. So the great thing about that, and it was a really well produced series, um, was at the end of each episode, as kind of, you know, that episode is winding down, they would always put in a musical track and they would identify it, thankfully. Mm -hmm. And Gang of Youths out of Australia was a closing song one night, and I was just like mesmerized. And they, then I, got, of course, got into their catalog, and it's like, wow. So I'm really excited, and and just as fate would have it, just this week, the band started teasing like little five-second things of of what they might be working on finally, because they haven't done anything in a long time. So I'm really excited to to kind of get in on that um if they you know eventually come back around um, I've also become a little bit more on the americana side, you know the singer songwriter, the ones that drift between rock alt rock country, you know somewhere in between, nobody can really identify it um and that was- that's
0: that was the Sunday morning coming down special, right there. Yeah, that was
1: hundred <laughs> percent. Right, that's that's exactly what it is, and 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 whether it was just you know originals by artists who are in that or bands that we're more familiar with, kind of coming down like you say to that speed. Um, Rustin Kelly is is my favorite guy right now by far. I hate to say, you know, I hate to insult Brian Fallon and Gaslight that way, but Rustin's become my favorite, and he's he's definitely in that category. Um, John Morland is another one. John
0: Morland is great. Yeah, I, I love John Morland. I
1: can't wait to see lyrically, him lyrically. He's so good. He's he's brilliant. Um, Corey Brandon's another. Corey's actually going to be in roch later this month. I'm going to see him, so uh, that'll be a first time there, which would be pretty cool. That'll be sweet. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of guys like that, you know. But I'm also leaning on my daughters who are 16 and 14 to just continue to share everything in their world. So uh, my, my scope has really widened. Uh, and I've also been rewarded for having a wide scope because it's been paid back to me when they get into stuff
0: that you love. that I
1: liked. And then it's like, Oh, this is great. It's coming around full circle there. So it's really cool. You know? Um, and that's the beauty of music. You know, it's, it's just, it's so awesome. But honestly, I, I feel like I'm, not giving nearly enough credit, um, because I, I would assume that all of us in the last year, you know, have just been dying to listen to anything, right? Yeah. And and so, um, I mean, I played my first show in a year yesterday,
2: and did you really? It felt I couldn't even. It felt like I was playing my first show all over again. Holy it was cow! Amazing. It was amazing. Where, where was it? Uh, Rusty Nickel in West yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Back there, that's I played awesome.
2: with a, a bunch of guys, and it was great because uh,
1: I was seeing them on Twitter yesterday. That's great. Good for yeah,
2: you. I played there yesterday, and a couple guys uh, from, that I went to high school with actually started a band, and they played right before me. So it was like a high school reunion, and just got to play a show. It just felt that's, amazing.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. I'm just scrolling through some of this. I mean, joy waves, you know, been putting out new stuff too, which is great. I mean, and honestly, those are some of the best people you'll ever. Yeah. I mean, you guys know that. Um, Daniel Armbruster, big Sabres guy. Oh yeah. Don't trust me. I get messages from him, (laughs) but (laughs) I will say this: he from Rochester. That's what I thought. Okay. Yes. Daniel is one of the most positive human beings I have ever come across. So, um, doesn't really come
0: across in the music
1: no not necessarily <laughs> not necessarily um i was thinking of same thing i'm like uh, yeah <laughs> he's optimistic when it comes to his sports teams put it that way that's good but, uh yeah i don't know like there's just i i just i'm just really happy that like i say i've i've kind of branched out a little bit more and um you know tried to enjoy it as much as you can i mean I, I don't know i feel like i listen look we 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 would all you know probably like a lot of the same stuff if we're in the same room and oh yeah there's, lo- there's live music playing you know um
0: which is coming back thing? which is great yeah, it's amazing it's great.
1: well so i was so in nashville happy. last week visiting uh a buddy of mine from buffalo that just moved down there and you know thank goodness i was vaccinated <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah the south is a different world. because yeah, yeah it, is. It, it, is. it
1: was a completely different world um so me and me and Cab went to uh, Game Six, the Predators Hurricanes. That was pretty cool.
0: Did they have uh, full oh, attendance awesome. or no?
1: It was pretty close to full. Yeah, yeah, hmm. it was pretty great. It, that it was probably
0: an, probably didn't matter about. Yeah, probably didn't. Yeah,
1: the masks the, like, and stuff,
0: vaccination or anything like.
1: Well put it this way they encouraged you to wear a mask so i got you
2: encouraged all right i did i
1: did (laughs) i wore Uh, it and you're vaccinated yeah 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 yeah, but it it was still weird sitting in the stands you know like elbow to elbow with people but uh that's how i uh, felt i
0: was at the blue jays game yesterday yeah i I was in the vaccinated section but still like sitting arm to arm with people it was weird yeah
1: yeah yeah i was there on on friday night we were actually uh, uh, i was up in a suite with the some coworkers from the sabers and, and some of our good great partners you know over the years and stuff so it was it was so much fun it was just nice to just you know
0: first chat with people on, uh,
1: yeah it was great it was really okay. cool but nashville was fun because i mean you know you just walk around and you hear live music everywhere so that's kind of why i mentioned it it's just like it was just nice as you know as you could attest to yesterday being in west seneca i mean it's just uh, oh yeah Oh yeah, And it's great. I mean, it's just, you know, all the little summer stages outdoors and stuff are all popping up again, which is great. Well,
0: speaking of Nashville, I mean, next year, there's going to be a new team in another big music city, Mm. Seattle Kraken. Wow. Excited to head out to Seattle. I mean, I don't know if you travel.
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, Our our travel had certainly been reduced over the last few years. Marty and I mostly worked out of the studio in Orchard Park um, for the road games, but we would still travel every now and again. Um, but honestly, like the whole broadcasting world is kind of upside down right now when it comes to that. So I think it's going to be impossible to predict when or if we're going to, we're going to travel much, but the good news is they don't play every night. So if yeah. there's a window to travel for a couple of days and there's a good concert in Seattle, I might, yeah. you know, um, yeah, it's, I, I'm so excited for that market. Um, but I'm more excited for Whoever gets selected by them, because I, I think I think Kraken are going to be they're going to be a bit of a league leader in many regards as far as how they run their business, their social interests, uh, their climate interests. Yeah. Um, I, I think they're going to stand out above the crowd uh, very, very, very quickly. And their arena is going to be one of the most talked about experiences for sure. And not unlike some of the more recent expansions, although other than Vegas, most of them were, you know, almost 20 years ago. But like nobody, especially in Canada, was too thrilled with the idea when Nashville got a team. Now you couldn't imagine the league without it. Like it's literally yeah. everybody's favorite stop. Smashville. Absolutely that organization has been, you know, they're not always the highest spender, but they do spend and they've found a way to be competitive. And, you know, they missed their chance in the cup final five years ago, four years ago. And
2: um, I was rooting for them, but, so hard. but,
1: but they're there, you know, they, they, they get there a lot. And then for Vegas to come in and do what they did, that was
2: crazy. And, and, and they have yeah.
1: clearly become a destination market. I think down the road for free agents, because anybody that experiences you know, the organization, the arena, the walkability of the city. Um, It's, it's really impressive, you know? So I think Seattle's had a great opportunity to learn uh, from all that. And especially with Vegas very recently, but I also think they were super progressive to begin with. And I think that's going to make them a, a really, really strong candidate to succeed now. I don't think anybody's going to have the same success Vegas had in year one. That was no, hard. I don't <laughs> think so. But, that was going <laughs> to be my <laughs> question. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was almost
3: unheard of. Like, Th- that, <laughs> that was, was hard too
2: because was. We, you, we were watching that like yeah. you and a couple buddies. We were watching that so consistently, and we're going back and forth. It's like I would love to see a fir- a team's first year, then win the yeah. cup. It's never been.
1: Uh, it's never been done. Right,
2: but at the same time. I would like to see Ovi get one. Thank yeah. goodness because he did. Yeah. Because it's he, Ovechkin. I mean he, he, gave,
1: he gave us an unforgettable right. week of social media. Yeah, he did. He really did. <laughs> so then really like did. we we're all better people for that. So. That was amazing. That was so amazing. <laughs> and like incredible. it was so disappointing this year when uh for me, you know, as a as a fan of O V and, and and really was just hopeful. Um I I I just the first round, you know. The Capitals against the Bruins, just it kind of went sideways for the Caps, and I'm not quite sure why. Um, but the playoffs would have been a little more enjoyable for me if uh, <laughs> if the Caps had moved on the and Caps we didn't have to time. see Brad Marchand every night. Yeah.
0: It's always better without <laughs> yeah, the Bruins. Absolutely. I agree with you, <laughs> oh.
1: Brad uh, Marchand.
0: Before we let you go, I have a, I have a question oh. Meanwhile,
1: about... meanwhile, Montreal is still beating Winnipeg, so oh, that that series does not look too good for the Jets. So, what do you think no. about
0: Mark uh, Scheifele's hit the other night?
1: Well, it's about as unique a play as you're ever going to see. The only reason that charging ever came into it was because when the play started 190 feet away, Mark's only goal was to prevent a goal at the other end. But he aborted the mission late. And I don't even know if he took a stride after he aborted the mission, but he already had so much speed built up that then the damage he inflicted was unlike anything he could have ever imagined. Yeah. And I think anybody that's ever played the game can totally see themselves maybe in a more narrow confine, like meaning less distance traveled, wanting to make that kind of an impact. Like let's say you were just at the face-off dot and you saw the guy wrapping it around. There's tons of guys that would come from that short a distance and try to blow the guy up. That's oh, yeah, just right. the nature oh, of the right, game. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. absolutely the nature of the game. And obviously, anytime that may have happened in the past, it wouldn't have had the same dire consequences because he didn't travel 190. But he didn't travel 190 feet with that in his mind. So that's the thing that, that, that I, you know, it's I mean, unfortunate, the- but obviously – you know, while he didn't agree with the length of the suspension and no player ever does, uh, he did take ownership for it. And how can he not? And obviously it's something that I think it's going to be one of those plays that becomes a little bit of a case study, right? Like how do we tweak the rules now? Because you almost never see a play like that. Almost never. And I think they
0: suspended yeah. him based on intent. And I don't think that the intent- there was no intent. There was no intent. Right? I mean, it was, yeah.
1: yeah, it's, a. it's, I think it was Brendan Gallagher, right? He said, um, you know, it was just, it was a, it was a hockey play with a really bad decision attached yeah. to it, you know, and um, and he knows it, and just you move on from it. I mean, just just be glad that the that Evans wasn't hurt worse. I mean, worse, it was yeah. uh, because obviously, right, yeah. I mean, it, it was in literally within a split second, it was horrific, and then it became even more so by the time he hit the ice. So,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, we've had a few of these this play. Yeah, Let's just yeah. Say, how's, how's, Tavares,
2: how's Tavares doing?
0: Th- he doesn't remember the hit.
2: No, no. well, I mean, he caught – well, accidentally caught a
1: knee from Perry. Yeah. So it wasn't – And that's the thing. Like, that's yeah. – it's funny, you know, like, all this kind of stuff is all a direct result of the things that we've been talking about for probably 16 years now. When we came out of the old 0405 lockout and they changed the rules to try to speed up the game and whatever. Yep bigger, faster, stronger, and it just keeps happening. Right. And, and, and these two incidents specifically that we're talking about are, are a result of that. Like the game is going so fast that a guy like John Tavares ends up in a really bad spot. And then on top of it gets a collision, like, you know, the, and these things just, they don't, the dominoes didn't fall that way before the way the game was played, but now it's all happening so quick. Right. And, and obviously same with Shifley as we just talked about. So, There's just, there's always unintended consequences with evolution of sports and tweaking of the rules and, you know, um, it's really hard to stay ahead of it as far as making it a safe place to work. But the danger has always, it's always existed within the game and everyone knows it and everyone has signed up for it. Right. So from that standpoint you can't spend too much time trying to redo the entire rule book but but like I say I think that Shifley incident'll be a bit of a case study here in the off season as far as how all sides would like to move forward with something like that, you know, as yep. far as now that we've seen it, you know you can't do it and if it ever happens again you know, but again, that's been the league's problem for the longest time is there never is a clear standard when it comes to no. suspensions that everything is you know its own unique case and and while that may be true, a lot of them look too eerily similar and yet have different suspension levels and that's it's frustrating for the fans, right? So
2: I say we slow the game back down and bring <laughs> back the enforcer.
1: I want john
2: scott thirty two big man. Back on that third line, fourth line, whatever he was on, I want to yeah, see what well, they're
1: beating ass. I, I go to oh five oh six when we did change the rules and they called nothing but penalties, which allowed the Sabers with all the skill to actually start playing and taking yeah. advantage of other teams' inability. So that's very you, fair. Yeah, somewhere in the middle maybe, but I don't know. It's just yeah. uh, it is it is what it is, right? I, just, so. I love John
2: Scott so much. I was so <laughs> happy when he was when he was in the All Star game. And he was just pulling moves and fake fought Kane off. Oh, yeah, that was I loved like, it. it. That was, was amazing. That was a good troll job. It yeah, was. It, it was, was, it was, the was the way a lot he of fun. It, it was amazing. <laughs> I loved it.
1: I was so happy for him.
2: I, I really was. It was amazing.
1: And he so and who to- do you guys, of all the teams that are left, who do you want to win the cup?
2: Ooh, that's a hard one. Is it wrong for me to say no one from Canada? No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, nobody wants – I would hope nobody wants Montreal. No no, no no Montreal, no Boston. No Montreal, definitely not Boston. Those are the absolute two at the bottom for me, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, I, know I, can that, li- I can live with just about anybody else. I know yeah, that they're so
0: yeah. struggling in the series, but I would like to see the Isles pull out.
1: I've always liked the. Well, Islanders.
0: they're
2: even now.
1: Oh, they, they are they even. Even it up last night. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, I did yeah. not
1: watch last night's game. Yeah, great. Oh my god, it was electric. Just you know, it was it was a tough game for the Islanders, but uh, Barzell got a late winner in regulation. And it was awesome. Oh, nice. So Islanders oh,
0: are my team right now. It's amazing
2: yeah. that team came together so quickly after losing to Ferris. I mean, we all know it's not one player is not the team. We all no. know that it's a team game. One hundred. They're
1: the ultimate team it's, right it's now just, as far as like you know oh yeah just not, all that not a lot talent. of superstar power yeah but barzell's yeah. really good so Barzell,
2: yeah he is absolutely i'd say yeah honestly i'd say the isles i've always been an isles fan which is weird even like
1: right yeah when they were
2: competing with us I, I think and vegas colorado
1: like, the winner of that i'd be happy with the colorado tournament.
2: they were on
0: fire till they hit vegas
1: yeah it's yeah. still gonna be tough for vegas though it's yeah. uh I yeah, wouldn't mind seeing McKinnon I win.
2: I was gonna say, oh my god,
1: McKinnon been doing. I haven't been keeping up too Great. much, unfortunately. Yeah, Great. the abs have. I mean, the abs are just loaded, but that line, yeah. Landis, Goggin, Ranton, and they're so good. So, oh good. yeah, so. absolutely, it's fun. It's good to watch.
2: Gonna have to. off yeah.
0: hockey, it's back, and it's actually it. normal, semi-normal this time.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: Uh, before we let you go, Brian, thanks yes, again for oh, coming yeah. on you and, uh, Thank you. and chatting a bit
2: with us. I, I Please just,
1: send me, let me know when uh, your next concert is, because I definitely want to uh, check that out. When are you playing again?
2: Oh, um, I got to see. So uh, the Serial Spot just opened up not too yeah. long ago on Hurdle. Uh, yeah. That's, I'll plug it for my cousin. My cousin's Eric Dacey. He's one of the owners. He's co-owner. Nice. Yeah, so great concert. He just hit me up the other night. Uh well, actually, I hit him up because he had Josh Allen behind the party. He didn't tell me. <laughs> so, Eric, if you're listening, you bastard. Uh, but I hit him up, and he was asking me to play. So I got to uh, figure out a date with him one of these Fridays or Saturday nights. And then I think I'm uh, going back to Rusty Nickel August 28th. Sweet. So, nice. you know what, uh, Brian, I'll follow you on, on your socials and whatnot, which we I'm sure do you will plug here in a second. And then yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll message good. you some of my stuff.
1: I would love that. That'd be great.
0: Uh, I just want to ask a quick question about Marty Baran. Yeah. I, I've never personally met the guy, uh, but are his eyes as piercing as they are on you TV? You stole
2: my question. Well,
1: I'm trying – I'm looking at your background. Like, there's a lot of kind of, like, cool blue going on there. So let put it this way. If Marty was on set with you guys – I think his eyes would kind of just blend in with the background right now. So, wait, wait, wait. Um, Brian, are we talking this blue or this?
2: Well, that's green. Oh, that yeah, that's blue? Yeah, that this? blue. Yeah, okay. It's, uh, okay, I yeah. just want
1: to make sure. No, I, it, it, it's really great because, like, I just kind of like, I go about my, my business and I'm almost like, you know, the invisible guy. Because everybody's glued to Marty's eyes, so it's like, like <laughs> you are piercing. So I'm he, he like, takes solace. I'm in the, fact I'm the that guy next to Marty. Marty. Yes, I'm the guy next to Marty. Yeah. So, um, I yeah, mean, he, and Marty Bernard is
0: part of my one of my favorite Sabres memories. Oh yeah,
1: the Ottawa game. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: I was
2: we, me and my buddies were watching that when we were. That was just out of high school. We we're just throwing each other through tables in his parents' house. And, Go
1: on to sabers!
2: Oh! <laughs> Get him, man. Andrew Peters was at my uh, uh, high school graduation, or not? My, yeah, he's at the graduation. Day, he was at my prom because <laughs> he was dating one of the teachers. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know if I should have said that on here, but oh well. At this How to point, ensure good grades?
1: Uh, yeah. right. So, <laughs> Jared, oh, any Brian, any
3: questions? Yeah, yeah, Brian. I uh, just want to say thank you for uh, helping out to get the Alex Rice Peace Park built. Uh, oh. That's awesome. As a skateboarder myself, uh, I utilize the park a lot and yeah. I know it's been great for the community. Uh, and that's just, it's huge. So I, yeah. I truly appreciate that. I didn't know that you were up uh, yeah, Jared. Honestly, Yeah, Jared,
1: honestly, it's incredible. <laughs> it took a long time right yeah um, and, i remember uh,
3: hearing about it in the beginning and then thinking like wow it's you know yeah hearing about the progress and everything because i I'd, our local shop fat man i know they were instrumental in trying to yeah, get that of course you know, built Absolutely. as well and it was it was cool to see it you know because they had like i think they had like kind of a uh you know like marking off the progress as it yes. went along and it was awesome to watch like yeah you know
1: I mean, she As passed in, uh, we're coming up on, wow, coming up on 10 years uh, this July um, since right. she passed. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was, it was amazing how, like, John Fulcher was kind of the concerned citizen, if you will, um, someone that... It, you know, was not connected to the family in any way, but just was so heartbroken by the story that he organized like the first fundraiser. And I don't believe I was fully entrenched in Buffalo yet, might've been in a part-time role. Mm -hmm. And I, all I did was I reached out to him and said, look, I'm not in town this weekend, but whatever you're doing to help, this family moving forward let me know and it ended up being john and um and tammy alex's mom and fran nab whose husband bob owned fat man you know right, board yeah. shop, and and yeah. um and myself and and ultimately steve federico and it was just this really 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 small group um and we just tried to fundraise and do events and things like that. And we were chasing it for a long time, Jared. Like, I mean, right. this was, this was, um, and what ha- what kept happening was we, we had some really impressive, like what we thought were massive victories along the way, getting some grants from New York state and things, Tony Hawk foundation. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah. What happened was the price kept going up. Right. You know, as far as what, what ultimate. So I remember when we started, we thought if we can raise 200,000, right. Well, it I ended re- up closing. It ended up being closer to half a million.
3: Right. Wow. I, I and, recall and, hearing uh, Frank's son. Yeah. I remember talking to him at the shop and he kept saying that to me too. And it was yeah. like.
1: And so what happened was, was, you know, and, and like, you, you, I can't even begin to convey how grateful we all were for the town of Amherst to ultimately allocate that parcel of land at the North town center for us. Like when you think about it, it's got everything right. It's got football fields and baseball fields and ice rinks and like it's all encompassing and baseball, like it's the fact that we as skateboarders could be included in that is a really, I think a great, sign on behalf of the town to do that and but the challenge was we wanted to do this California style skate park and which as you know is bowl driven right well so the reason the original cost was what it was was because we would be digging into the ground and you would think no problem yeah but on that parcel of land you couldn't dig down so you had to build the park up so then you could have the bowls in it that yeah. makes sense so, now. You see yeah. what I mean? Like, right. so it became a completely different project, and right. so I don't know somehow, So at that point, you're we got a lot there. Of earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you know, we got there. It was I believe August fourth of twenty eighteen was when we had the the groundbreaking, and the, honestly, that was one right. of the most rewarding days. Like the lineup of kids. And I say, when I say kids, I mean, kids of all ages, you know, that's how I, how I look at skateboarders. (laughs) Um, but it wasn't just skateboarders. It was, you know, scooters and skaters. And like, it was just, we literally cut the ribbon and there was just this surge of, I don't know. It felt like, it felt like a hundred to 150 kids just descended on the bowl. Right, it was a pretty right. amazing moment you know it was yeah. a pretty amazing moment to to actually see it come to life and uh and i never ever like if i'm in the neighborhood i'm a south town guy but i mean if i'm up in the north towns so i always drive by i always stop in and there's always people there you know oh yeah and that's oh, yeah that's the best part it's I know, absolutely it's, the best part
3: it's it's always got people there and it, it's great and like even for myself with Thirty-four year old. I'm st- I'm still there. Yeah, <laughs> often you have to take go me there and I, and I take I, me there when he times. What was that? I'll,
2: I'll, I'll get on the board again. I'll yeah, try. It. You should. Yeah, you
3: should. <laughs> we just talked in our last episode around.
2: about how I used to bust my ass all the time. I'm down. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, honestly, like even for me, like it, it's great because it's it's so close to home. I mm-hmm. go there, I just ride around. Like even for just the community as a whole, mm-hmm. it's amazing for them to have a place and. Also to honor Alexandria, you know, mm-hmm. her passing and everything. It's it's giant for the for the community. I I know when I was a kid, I always used to think like, man, I wish we had skate parks. I wish there was somewhere to skate other than mm-hmm. going and getting kicked out of Walgreens parking right. lot or and you know, whatever. Not, you're in not, the way of cars at that point, or you're being a nuisance, or so yeah. it's it's great to have somewhere, you know, where we can just go and skate and nobody's going to hassle you and you're in a safe space. Yeah. You know? And I really
1: love it. I mean, it's you know, it's obviously right across the street from UB. It's connected to all the pathways in the Amherst, you know, town, you know. So I mean, there's a lot of ways right. you can get to it safely, you know, which is, which is awesome. really great. Um yeah. and and if you are driving from like there's a huge area to park because it's all part of the north town complex you know so right it, it offered an awful lot and honestly like as as you know and we've talked so much about music which is art um the fact that we were able to with the town's blessing you know be able to have local artists do a lot of their work on the outside of it it just really authenticated it you know like it oh, just the, yeah the mural like the, the, is the graffiti awesome. style murals and stuff yeah you know, like it just yeah. It, that for someone who never had the chance to meet Alex, like I think the moments that I shared with with Alex's mom Tammy, those were the types of things that we had really emotional moments over. Where you're like, Alex would really, really, really love this, you know, and that's that's awesome, you know, because it just felt like even though it took what felt like forever for us to get it done when it all actually came to fruition, man, there, there's very few things that, that we didn't accomplish. Like we, we, we got everything we wanted in it and uh, we have the town to thank and it's, uh, it's pretty great. Pretty great. So thank you for bringing that up, Jared. I mean, it means yeah. a lot. It honestly, it, it will always mean the most to me for whatever happens in my time in Buffalo, like that, that's the most important thing probably that I'll ever, be a part of,
3: so oh, that's that's awesome to hear. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and it, like I said, like I get huge use out of it, I know the community as a whole does. Yeah, so it, yeah, just a big thank you for being a part of that. Thank yeah, you. thank you.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. <clears throat> well, I usually have a question too, and mine's usually I don't even know how to follow that up. Cause that's an amazing just thing, you know, just conversations just happen there. I usually ask a really dumb question at the end just because I think I'm funny, but nobody else does. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask a dumb question following that up and I'll, you know what? I'm going to ask you a real question. All right. I'll ask you a dumb question if you want me to, but I'll ask you a real question. So we talked a lot about music. <laughs> yeah. Your love of it and uh-huh. the shared love that everybody has. Everybody's got a favorite musician, this, this, and that.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you play? I don't. I'm terrible like I, I, uh, I believe uh, because I had to obviously at some point in your grade school and high school years, you know you got you got to do something, so yep. it, was, uh, it was trombone, I believe, in both middle school and in the limited uh, band sessions in high school. Um, yeah, I don't know why, like I mean, I feel like I should have picked up a guitar and been forced to learn along the way and I just haven't committed to it No, there's still time obviously oh, yeah absolutely. but no great question and I, I tend to kick myself repeatedly and regularly that I have not that uh, I have not done so but uh, the only, the I, only... I, I, I don't know where I would be without it because oh, like, yeah. oh my god it's
2: the only uh, the only saver I ever knew of that played that I, that I knew of was
1: Billy Leno right didn't he play? Yeah. Drew Stafford, Ryan Miller, they were all in. Derek Roy. Yeah. Drew, Drew Stafford uh,
2: heard some of my outtakes because uh, I recorded with Jay Zabricki once. And mm-hmm. Oh, big, I know Jay really well. I, you know Jay? Yeah, Jay's mm-hmm. a great guy. Jay, shout out to Jay. Yeah. We recorded with Jay way back in the day and I had a bunch of outtakes that had a lot of expletives in them. Mm-hmm. And Jay filmed it. I go, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, I'm sending it to Drew Stafford because he thinks this is funny. And I go, Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, you should send him the song too. He's like, no, no, I'm just gonna send him this. I was like, you suck.
1: <laughs> so, what do you think the last concert that Jay and I were at uh, unintentionally together? It was. What, it, what, what do you think? What band do you think we saw?
2: I want to see. He, he, I
1: say he did work with one of them. It's, he did work with this band. So. Yeah, Every no. time I die. No. 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 No.
2: Wow. Oh.
1: It was in. It was in Toronto. The show was in Toronto. Not that that matters, but. Um, we were both kind of disappointed oh, when we ran into each other at the venue. It's like, dude, we could have drove together. So, what's
0: <laughs> that?
1: <laughs> Philadelphia punk band,
0: Menzingers. Yep. Yep. Oh yep. wow. Yep.
1: Menzingers, you got it. Oh, Menzingers are oh, so damn. I, I love I the Menzingers. <sighs> yeah. I
0: was so damn. They're so good. They're so good. Glad you're a Menzingers fan. They, Hell yeah. yeah. They
1: they were yeah, one of the bands cool. that you know over the last year. You know, I purchased. A live stream ticket to watch them because i just you know having just seen them live not too long ago and just wanting to support them you know it was like oh yeah yeah, yeah. i can get behind them for sure Seen them a few times that's
0: so cool yeah. i was at the show in buffalo the last time they were in buffalo they were great
1: some
2: buffalo some in cleveland i've only seen them twice but mm-hmm. Menzinger's come around here. I expect to see everybody there. I would hope so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the front porch tonight. We appreciate it immensely. It was a huge honor having a voice yeah, of the Sabres you. on the show.
1: Thanks for the invite. It was great. I loved of, it.
0: Of course. Uh, maybe in the future we'll have you back on for a part two. Let's do it. All right. Yeah, yeah, uh, thank you again, and uh, enjoy the playoffs.
2: Where, where can we find Brian? Oh, for yeah. our listeners? <laughs> Not that he's hard to find, but where can we
0: find him?
1: <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't give do me that evil eye right now, dude. Phil, do you do the honors or do I spit it out here? He doesn't, he,
0: he, you, you can do your, your social. Okay. At
1: Duffer Sabers on uh, Twitter and Instagram. So,
0: And you can find me at Buffalo Kennedy on Twitter and Instagram. Jared doesn't have a Twitter. No, I, just I don't do have Instagram. a Twitter. I never
3: have.
1: Uh, and Jared, by the way, you clearly come across. As the nicest, most grounded person on this panel. That's, that's a direct result of you not being on Twitter. So
2: There you go. Okay.
3: Well, thank you. See, I finally get validation for not having a Twitter. You, you did. Because you guys always rail on me for not having Every one. Every episode's over. All right. Well, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at uh, Umbrella Media BFLO.
2: And you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Mister Mike here, M-I-S-T-E-R.
0: And we'll catch you next time on the Front Porch Podcast. Thanks again, Brian. Thanks, Brian.
3: Yeah, thank you.
2: See you, boys. Hey, everyone. Mike here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Front Porch Podcast. We'd like to thank Brian Duff for coming on and talking hockey and music with us this week. Be sure to catch next week's episode where we have no idea what the hell we're going to talk about yet, but I'm sure it will be a good one. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, hey, hey! I bet you were expecting a commercial this week.
3: Mm, you're not gonna get one.
2: No, nah,
0: we're not. We're not bowing to your consumerism.
2: You don't get anything from us. We decide what you get and when you get it.
3: And all you're gonna get is a little after-show ASMR. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What the fuck, Phil? (laughs)